Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue? Or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we started KookCast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. Along with Coach Evan, we started the surf coaching and educational resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. Don't blame it on the sunshine. Don't blame it on the moonlight. And don't blame it on the good times. Blame it on the boogie. <laughs> well, if you know Coach Evan myself, you probably know at least two things. We love the lessons the boogie board offers surfers. And we love good tunes. So we would not be mad if you took a pause on this episode right now to go listen to the Jackson song for which this episode was named after. Blame it on the boogie. This isn't the first time we're dedicating an episode to the wonderful world of the boogie board, and it won't be the last. A highly recommended craft for your quiver, please enjoy this episode and think about coming to La Mission with us in February or March to see how this little square sponge will make you glide down those Baja point breaks with a much higher proficiency and sensitivity. You can reach out to me and learn more by emailing info at thesurfcontinuum.com. Sometimes I really get self-conscious about either talking about the same stuff or talking about boogie boarding. And it's, and it's not because I don't truly believe what we're saying is real or, you know, it's, it can't be said enough. It's just because I know how people get, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, 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 this. Or, oh, come on, that's not really surfing. Or, come on, you just said it last week. But, like, well, just to speak to the two things I'm I have in my mind, one is, yeah, maybe I did just say it. But you're still not doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, and I'm looking around at our students and people who are like, we kind of move on to next things, sort of. But then, you know, I get this glimpse and I'm like, wait, no, no, we still have to be doing that thing. And then the other side of this self-awareness uh, 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 self or over, overly self-awareness is just that, you know, it feels like something that people discredit or, or, you know, don't think is valuable, like the boogie board. And it's just like, damn, but can you do it? You know, can you do these things we're going to go over in this episode and talk about? And basically that we did endlessly, like it would be fascinating to know how many reps or hours we have of these things yeah. because it's a lot. Yeah, It's a lot. And because we were kids, we have the advantage of not really keeping track of time or progress. We're just playing. Yeah. And why play is so important, why that Grom mentality is so important to your practice because it lets you get lost and it doesn't measure how many more steps you have to go and how many you came, you know, that whole GPS, like, oh, you have this many minutes to go and this many miles, you'll be here by this time. Like we need that as adults, you know, to like right. track ourselves closing in on our goal, but it's not as calculable in surfing. And so if you don't have the ground mentality and just get lost in your practice and just go back to the boogie, you, you, you I think you have a higher propensity to get frustrated or, or feel like you're not moving, you know, yeah. getting somewhere. No, it's this is really important one, and this actually got sparked from uh, 
from a review that somebody left us, you know, saying, oh, man, you guys talk about the boogie all the time and specific parts of the boogie process. Can you kind of like break it down and intro us into how you grab a boogie and go out there and start your your training? It's it's like the most fun training you're ever going to do. So again, it's like you, you have these opportunities all the time. You know, you go to the beach with with your kids. And it's like just little shore break waves and you write it off as this isn't a surf day. This is like for the kids to go play. And it's really your opportunity to grab a boogie, go have fun with your kids again or whatever groms that are in the water um, and go go start doing this. Again, this, this is the foundation of our surfing. So we're trying to instigate people to go and put put some time in they're never going to clock as much time as we did mm. as kids but um it it just the intricacies and the foundation of learning how to uh catch a white water set your rail stop um go through waves um are all really well practiced with just the boogie no fins um and that that would be the the first part of your your boogie journey is like we usually just zero swim fins just a boogie no leash really even Mm -mm. um and just one of the first ones that you always talk about even with the board is just teaching them the timing of kind of like hopping and then putting your weight on the board as it gets on top of the white water and then get your weight on the board so that your legs aren't being hit full force mm-hmm. um by white waters and dragging you back that's like your ability to kind of hop over white waters and start getting a little further off the shore yeah i it's such a valuable practice because you need to do things that start showing you that the way you take on a wave like head on you know when you're punching through or paddling out or just standing there in the shore there's a way to do it that makes it all really easy and like rarely takes energy from you and you just slip right through and a way that you can just absolutely get flattened you know and it doesn't have to be a big wave either right because if you're anchored to the bottom with your feet and the wave hits you like it's like an abrupt hit you know yeah and you need to find a way to like exhaust that wave power like past you yeah and so i always that's kind of like a, a, a brand new student does this with me a few times especially if there's a little bit of a shore pound you know i need them just in case they ever find themselves in that situation in our session on their own to be able to hold their board so they're not like a mess and not get flattened by waves themselves you know so get through waves jump over and like you said you know just timing the jump using the equipment and placing your weight on the equipment at the right time to be able to just like have the wave flow past you and maybe you just slide backwards a little bit Mm -hmm. but in a way that's just so easy to land your feet turbulence is already passed you know and you can just do it again and again and it's just so easy and it's it's almost like a jumping rope kind of thing you know you could just keep doing it and a sort of pace and rhythm that's um really easy to to do again and even and even if it's not the same exact technique with your surfboard for example when you're paddling out it still is just a lesson in there's a correct way to do it yeah and like the timing of it you know like I, that's what i love about just okay go put yourself in little shore break with a small board that's inconsequential if it bops you or gets away from you or something like that it's it's mostly the time mm-hmm. you know and and when you're on the inside 
you're getting so many opportunities, so many little waves coming at you. They, they shift and they come from little different angles and you got to square them up differently. You know, they, they break outside of you in mush and sometimes they double up and then they come at you and you have to figure out new ways of approaching different levels of uh, wave intensity. You know, mm. you can only hop over them to some point and then if they're cresting and coming right at you naturally as a kid you put your head down and and it rolls the other way yeah and you realize you just had this great epiphany that's really important and it's something that a lot of surfers don't get still they're Mm. out in the lineup and you see them the waves starting to crest and they just uh, they don't know what to do they go for the press up and they get slapped in the face in the chest and it's like it hurts to see, you know, and I know that it doesn't feel good. The only time it happens to me is if I'm being a little baby and don't want to get my hair wet and my fucking ears wet or something. Dude, that's so funny you say that because I totally would do that like on a kind of bigger-ish wave that I should pierce through, but I think I kind of just squeak my head over it because I'm trying to keep my ears dry or something, you know? Yeah. So I'm like keeping my head up and then I get totally bashed and the ears get wetter than they would (laughs) shoot the turn and shoots like right in your ear. Um, But yeah, so we started talking about the basics, you know, like that's, that's your first go out with the boogie jumping over. Don't even worry too much about what's going on out there. One, I would say board control, you know, Mm. just focus on board control and not getting that thing ripped out of your hands. You know, this is another foundational aspect. It's like when you have, your board out there, your buoyancy out there, that's like your lifeline. Hold on to it and figure out how to how to get over waves and then also like you're inevitably gonna get rolled on a boogie. Learn how to grapple that thing and grab onto it and hold on and how you just pop right back up. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta like there you gotta understand that there's gonna be times where it's a little bit of a fight. So instead of fighting harder, go with it. And you know what I mean? Like when you're getting rolled, for example, like say you did catch a wave, you're setting your rail and then the close out and you get flipped and mm-hmm. spun rather than trying to like keep staying flat and punch through the wave out the back or something, roll with it, you know, yeah. and roll with the boogie and, and kind of just go with it. Um, and the orientation of the board too is another way of like how to manage just in the most basic way. If you're trying to get through waves, jump over waves and the board sideways, you know, long ways to the wave that's a lot more force the wave can potentially have against you than if you like get it on top and point it straight out, mm-hmm. you know, and just orientating your equipment and timing when you clear the wave with it is all big lessons in managing your equipment in the ocean in a way that doesn't cause you a fight. Um, and then this lot, you know, this, this first, this first intro to boogie, you know, we haven't even talked about catching white waters yet you know so it's like then then you get to the point where you're hopping over waves hopping over waves and now you're in you know waist deep water and there's a pretty solid white water coming at you 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 turn around and start working on that you know on the timing of pushing off the bottom pulling yourself up on top of the boogie and landing in a way that you're balanced on the board and you're not going straight into the nosedive or what most people start doing is way too far back and then the white water rolls past them mm. and, and they don't catch it and they kind of get stuck in the white water for a while and and then that's what I would say is like do it until you can catch 
a whitewater that's six inches. Right. You know, because theoretically you should be able to catch anything. anything. If it if it breaks, you know, even if it's like clear whitewater, not even like solid white. Yeah. Turbulent whitewater. You can even a little clear whitewater with good position on the board and good timing. And again, there's another lesson, you know, is just that it doesn't take much to ride a wave. Just all these little specifics done properly, you know? Yep. And that and that whole timing thing and being able to catch a six six inch whitewater versus, you know, a a big doubling up long miss inside slammer where where like it's it is kind of violent you know but if you hold on and you keep your legs behind you and kind of like fight to to stay pointed towards the beach you can survive like almost any Mm -hmm. you can pretty much like get barreled over the top of you and then still shoot out the front (laughs) i've definitely done that (laughs) yeah it's wild what happens if you keep the faith you know and don't ditch your board and just like allow yourself to roll off sometimes you got to fight for it you know yeah 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 Yeah, knowing when to fight for it and it's more of like a heart fight you know not like because we're talking about don't fight it go with it but like there's a fight in your heart you know where it's like don't give up yeah that's the fight we're talking about here is like don't just mentally bail every time things look a little weird because then you're you're escaping a chance at a, a lesson or a realization of like what parts of the wave you can ride yeah. You know, there's so many, the way I was taught how to get tube, I think it was one thing someone taught me and then the rest of my year is trying to do it. Yeah. Just don't fall off. Yeah. Don't let yourself fall off sooner than the wave actually knocks you off the board to the point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. fight for it basically. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, that's what did it for me. Like the first time I came out of a tube, it was literally because I was just in there going, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall, yeah. you know? And like, yeah. and then you're out and you're like, oh, oh my God. Like, it just, and then you can repeat a little easier next time because now you know it's possible and you've done it before. So, like, just getting on that thing and staying on it and just letting the wave kind of do its thing and you just having the heart just keep your belly on it, you know? Yeah, that kind of reminds me of just like learning how to set the rail. We're going to get into that, but I mean, let's just get right into it. It's like a, a lot of the times our students are like so gently, soft, so softly and passively setting their rail whereas when you're a boogier you learn how to set your rail you mm-hmm. learn how to like even early on say you're you're in a whitewater and and you're getting blasted and and you do want to go left you know sometimes you you set it too hard in the whitewater and you almost fall over and you can kind of like shove it back down and salvage the ride and then reset Find the right it. amount yeah, yeah. Yeah, the rail set, a, a, a huge one. And this is another one of those things that might fall under the category of that original. I mean, I'm so sold. You know, don't let this sound like I, I don't believe in it again. But like setting your rails, this is why we have people setting their rails in press up position. We're like, no stand ups allowed. You're not setting your, you're not doing takeoffs right. The last thing I want you to do is do a takeoff wrong and stand. Right. You know, like let's figure out how to take off on a wave without your head six feet up in the air, you know, like, let's stay low. And, but really, really the way we learned how to set our rail was back in the day as Groms and just like pulling into closeout. It doesn't even have to be a makeable wave. It's just the practice of sinking that rail, getting a bite out of the water with the edge of your board and, and realizing there's control there. There's a whole world of, of like ability and, and, and new things open up when you realize that your board actually isn't ever supposed to be ridden on the flat like that's the beginning for you 
But then once you start realizing that on the rail, the thing has drive and power and it keeps you on the open base, then it's like, oh, I'm never going straight in the whitewater again. And that's perfect. That just, that takes us into that next step of boogieing is pushing yourself a little bit further out um, so that you can get basically get longer whitewater ride. So mm -hmm. you have a little bit more time to start feeling this thing out mm -hmm. and feeling the difference between going straight mm -hmm. and then starting to angle and start going left you know and then and then take off and just try to go right and feel the difference in speed when you start angling you know in in one direction um you know as far as like getting over bigger waves again now we already talked about this a little bit but you when you're when you put yourself a little bit deeper further off the beach there's going to be bigger waves and there's going to be certain times where you just got to grab your boogie and charge a wave and put your head down and and punch through it mm -hmm. you know like there's no other you can't now you're in waist deep water and there's a you know three foot white water coming at you 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 can't get over it you can't just jump over it you'll try and you'll get slammed in the chest and rolled around and so then naturally you should just say oh i gotta try something else. yeah 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 of course i think you know there's a, a like an important variability that I want to like talk about. And that's just that you could actually get open face waves right off the beach. Mm -hmm. It's not always the setup that further out is bigger or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, it often is, but I'm just thinking like Long Island, where sometimes where we just have literally one wave, like one level, one, yeah. just, it's Boom. like 10 right yards out, yeah. out and you're outside, you're out the back. Yeah. And inside and it's the beach you yeah. know it's like such a small zone so it's possible too that you get that kind of practice in your waist deep water yeah which is actually a really exciting thing like that stokes me out that's one thing we do like long island struggles with those types of waves we have for surfers but for boogie boarders growing up it was always there was always a wave because it always broke on the beach yeah you know it always had like a little knee-high wave that would just thump on the beach and that's enough for the boogie that's enough to set your rail. That's enough to be in waist-deep water and not even have to paddle or kick into the wave to literally jump into the swell before it's broken and set your, you know, so like be on the lookout for that too because that's not a shutdown on your session. That's actually like a new approach. Like, that, oh, wow, this is going to be easy. I yeah, get to do this 100,000 times. That's what we were looking for as boogiers. We're just shore pound. Yeah. Like any wave breaking further off is kind of like, uh. it's hard to do. It's like, Positioning on a little boogie board, especially if you're not proficient with your fins, you know, if you're just there trying to stand on the bottom and jump into waves, like, yeah, the outside and the white water kind of is a big playing field for the boogie. Yeah. That the more consolidated the, the wave and the setup in, in, uh, on the shore break is, the better for the boogie. Yeah. And I would say, you know, this, this second tier of your boogie evolution is a good time. Like, again, you don't have fins on here. But you can like jump over white waters and get on your boogie and get situ situated and start to figure out what it feels like to, to paddle a little bit, mm. you know, paddle a little bit, realize, that, you know, how yeah, quick yeah. you get off balance and, and how hard it is actually to keep the board flat on the water and get some good strokes in and actually make a little distance. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say that's a great place to start your paddling journey. Um, it is, it's pretty difficult to catch waves without fins on just paddling a boogie in, into a white water or something like that. You really have to get good with like the way that you 
get hit by whitewaters and how you trans transfer that energy and change your trim mm-hmm, with mm-hmm, your boogie mm-hmm. again you you should be able to get hit by almost any little whitewater and get picked up by it whereas you see a lot of people getting hit by pretty big whitewaters and still not catching they look like a rock you yeah. know it's just the whitewater overwhelmed but that's a good that's a good thing for the listeners to have in their mind is like theoretically if you're if a wave's coming and it's whitewater you should be able to just have a release you know like just you're lying down and go yeah you know and it doesn't like break around you and just kind of rumble around and then leave you where you just were um but actually pick you up and and give you a little glide that's kind of where i would like now instead of trying to get paddling speed without without um fins on i would just do like a cork with Mm -hmm. the boogie so again that's another thing maybe in this middle zone you can start playing around with see see how see if you can sit on the boogie yeah you know okay sit on the boogie <laughs> and like oh, oh boom you're off you know and see how long you could stay on that bowl if you can stay on for eight seconds it would be you. a great training tool because it's hard yeah but it's totally possible yeah so i mean you're in the right spot you're going to stay balanced on it paddling and sitting are both going to be very difficult on a boogie board but again what great training for you because when people can't sit on their eight or nine foot surfboard, I'm like, oh boy, this is bad. Yeah. You know? And so, and, and, and it's not just a black and white issue. It's not, can you sit on it or can you not? It's like, how well, how comfortable do you look? Yeah. Are you leaning on your shoulders and hands, you know, in front of you? Or are you just in the right spot so perfectly you can sit with good posture and put all your weight into your seat, into your butt, you know, yeah. and just relax there. But again, like, it's like getting into a hammock. You know, you really got to hit that spot right or you're just going to get flipped off. Yeah, it is. This is dead ringer. Um, but, the, oh, I wanted to say, though, about the cork, um, I, that's a, I, I think it is a great one to be practicing, even if you don't, um, you're not in deep water. Like, if you're actually standing in waist-deep water, just still, like, while you're standing there, stick the tail of it in the water yep. and then catch it as you release and jump onto the board. Much better. And get a little launch. Don't just plop down on the board and hope the wave does it, but have, create a little of that forward momentum too with how the board's refloating and the way you meet it when you jump onto the board. It was funny with Zeus, we were doing this in Costa Rica and I was looking at her jump on her boogie board because we were doing evening boogie sessions every day and yeah. I was just watching her and at first she was jumping down onto the board yep. and like squashing the wave almost because we were in these little reforms that were you know tough to catch if you didn't do it well yeah and i'm sliding all over the place so she's like what's going on i can't and i'm like watching her and and looking okay all right so jump like this dude and we're making all these little adjustments stick the tail in the water a little and jump forward and suddenly it started happening you know but just goes to show like because you can get so many reps because you're in a safe place standing you can you can really make a lot of ground in your your journey as a surfer as a waterman or woman and and learn important things in surfing in general by being on the boogie board you know and it was really fun because you can't we couldn't have done that on a surfboard no you know it it would require a different setup and we'd have to be further off the beach which means at the place we were at bigger waves yeah which means crowd which and it introduces all the elements that would have freaked her out and been like no i don't want to do and and it has you know we already tried so we were in waist deep water boogie 10, 20 yards max off the beach and just reps, reps, reps. And she jumped on top of her boogie board the wrong way like 20, 30 times. Yeah. But she could afford that no because we could do it. No consequence, plenty of time. And, and at the end of the first or second session, doing it every time and then repeating. 
so it was just a really fun like progress like a quick progress you know a satisfying feeling to go from like smashing waves with your boogie board to actually riding them like beautifully with glide and flow you know that's that point i don't think we hit on strong enough and at the very beginning but that really is so much of the essence of of the boogie and picking up waves you know and and how you transfer your your weight onto it Mm. you know that's that's probably the the earliest mistake that we see the difference between how we just pick up little white waters it's the softness and the and the way that we transition from standing on on the sand to laying on the board it's only like this really smooth glide and and the timing is so perfect that again you can catch the tiniest little white water right um because of our timing the way that we lay down on the board and then the way that we're able to adjust our trim um so so important right Um, right but then let's get into like the you know your third your third chapter of your boogie life is pretty much endless. You know, as soon as you get those fins on, you're a different animal out there. Mm. You're actually more like an animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead in the water, (laughs) human that really shouldn't be out here. (laughs) It's true though, but the fins give you the power now to actually cover some ground, to create some momentum without the bottom, Mm -hmm. without lurching or pressing, you know, leg pressing off the bottom yeah i I really like that because you know quickly after this early those first two stages of your boogie life you know we kind of teach like stay off the bottom learn how to enter the water and and get on your board you know as soon as it's safe and basically keep your feet off the bottom so as soon as you have fins on you're starting to to breach into that world of of being like in in flux and flowing with the ocean instead of like oh i want to stay right where i am right here mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. like that um you know the the fins definitely help with getting you further off the beach being able to maneuver around and then it feels a lot different setting up waves again that that newfound propulsion of your fins you really should be able to catch almost any white water and then you have your legs and the fins down in the water, basically, that's like your rear rudder or something right, like that. Right, you yeah. can you can really kind of like dip your your right leg in and and help you carve into a turn or make a really hard uh, direction change or something like that. Um, and and it gets you out into the lineup, and now you really get to start setting up waves and hunting waves like a surfer. Mm-hmm. you know yeah and i think you know hey can't miss this at least for me it's important but and all of boogie boarding is good exercise but it's going to be a great exercise when you put those fins on and start kicking around yeah like how quickly i always am like oh yeah like this is harsh you yeah. know like so and especially for surfers if, if you already are surfing and we're very like heavy in the upper body you know yeah it's a good uh, you know balance to just like kick the legs a little bit and get get the blood working down there too definitely uh what else do we have on our list get your first barrel there we go i mean that's that's really why we stayed in the boogie world for so long because we were getting barreled every week and and all the surfers were like i haven't gotten barreled in months yeah you know we were looking for the gnarliest shore break you could find um and we were getting barreled like 
every single way. Yeah. You know, yeah. they get get that. Once you get that vision, you're you're always going to be chasing it, and getting tubed on the sand is pretty epic. You know, we'd be like stand, staying on the beach and standing in the sun and staying warm, and then see the little set come, run, slide out, get into position really quick, turn around, and just take off on a big nasty closeout. Um, this is one of the most fun things that you can do in surfing, still surfing. Yeah, yeah. And because it's so often a closeout, you're kind of hand in hand also teaching yourself how to wipe out. <laughs> yeah. And how to roll up the sand with the wave and just kind of go with it because you can, I mean, we've done millions and just go to any beach in the summer and you'll see kids just endlessly rolling up the sand. And it's, it's, it's a really good way to learn how to just go down and, and let it happen rather than fighting for the surface, trying to bring your head up prematurely before you really should. Um, really important. It's almost, you know, the, the hardest part about doing this episode is because we know there's so much depth, but it's, it's hard to really truly capture it and articulate it well because we did it all when we were kids. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the important lessons were, I don't want to say lost on us, but lost on our, our ability to translate it. Or, yeah. You know, yeah, like you, so deep. you have to, if you're a listener of this show, it's probably because you know we have some good stuff to say. Like, just trust us. So this episode always feels tough to be like, to convince adults to go boogie board. But I'm telling you, get a boogie board and do it. And, a, and, and keep it on the sand at first. It, you're going to realize what we're saying here about where all these benefits fits are and maybe you can help us articulate it i know we've gotten a bunch of emails every time we do this episode we do get emails of people i try to always forward them to too, that they're like i did the boogie session like you said for a week straight and this and that and they're just like raving about so it much fun yeah and if all is lost on you you can't tell me it's not fun right at the very least but i promise you good things are happening in your brain and body and instincts and muscle memories are being developed and all kinds of very very important surf skills yeah so get out there give it a shot and uh let us know how your boogie boogie wonderland session goes <laughs> mm -hmm.